so you guys have most of you most have read the blurb um, from uh, from the booklet, and that's why you came, or maybe you just came because someone told you to come, um, or you knew there'd be candy. Uh, but I'm going to read it and make a couple of comments because normally when I'm writing titles and blurbs for classes, I hate them because they feel like I'm just not really good at succinct. You know, <laughs> I like to just talk for a while. Uh, I'll tell you all about it for 30 minutes. But um, but this is one that I felt like it kind of gives us a little bit of an outline. It kind of gives us some some tracks to run on, and it, and it lets you know a little bit of where my heart is. So uh, I'm just going to read it, read along, close your eyes, go to your happy place, whatever you do to follow along. But um, uh, let this kind of uh, reestablish uh, kind of ground ground zero here. So we hear love associated with everything from romance and marriage to good shoes, excuse me, cool shoes and sweet bacon. I do love bacon. Um, my boys are both shoe shoe nerds, um, and they love to buy save money and then buy a really cool pair of shoes and they just love them. I'm like, whatever. Um, I have no shoe game, they say, because I buy shoes every three years. These are brand new that I got a couple weeks ago and the pair of Oboe's hiking boots that I had before, I bought in 2016 before I came to RYM Colorado the last time. And that's the last, I wore them for three years. Um, I digress, and I wear them every day. I wear them to church. I have one pair of shoes. I have a couple others, but they don't really wear them unless I go to funerals or preach. Moving on. Uh, So, Lots of things we love, right? So it seems like love can be applied however one wants to whatever one wants. Maybe you've struggled to love the way you feel you should. People are just hard sometimes, or you know you should love someone, or I don't really know how. Maybe you've been deeply hurt by someone who said they loved you. Friend, special friend, mom, dad, brother, weird uncle. I'm the, I'm the weird uncle in my family, so... Uh, <laughs> I'm not a dark and shady uncle. I'm just weird. Maybe you wonder Maybe you wonder if you really know what being loved is like at all. Maybe you don't feel like you've ever really experienced it. See, love is not an idea. It's not a feeling, which the prevailing culture would say. Uh, love is a God thing. And some of your pastors use that phrase, and that's a God thing. And it's, sometimes it's corny and misapplied, but I really like it because it just says, this is in the category that belongs. God has to be a part of the conversation when you talk about it. You see, God's love is the biggest, most complete, most perfect and wonderful expression of love in all creation. Why? Because God is love. It's not one of His attributes, um, kind of like blonde hair, blue eyes, um, pudgy, um, sort of me. Uh, it is Him. Like, He can't... If love exists at all, it's testimony to that there is a God. If God exists at all, then love must exist. Now, He also is a just God, and that gets tricky. He's also merciful and kind, gracious and enduring. He's omnipotent. He's omnipresent. He's infinite. But He's also love. He is love. It's not just something He's capable of or that He does. Where love is, there are windows and whispers, if not full-on floods, of God. See, because our experience of love is often diluted, kind of shrunk, or misguided, it's kind of aimed at the wrong things, or, 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 uh, or being applied in the wrong way, we don't fully appreciate His love. We, we don't really get God's love because of so many ways it's messed up. So, and therefore, we miss out on the myriad of blessings He offers us in it. Not necessarily a grocery list of these are the ten things you'd get if you understood God's love, but like we would just begin to taste more and more of the shalom that, uh, and I'm going to use that word since Richie teed it up for us, that God desires for us. So, um, the Bible goes to great lengths to try to profess God, to profess His love for us in so many ways. Metaphors, images, words, over and over and over God saying to a people, I love you. Remember my love. Remember that I am faithful. Remember that I will never leave or forsake you. Remember, return to me. Over and over and over, God says it. So join us. Hey, you did it. Good job.
You read this and join us. Join us. Now, here in this elective, we're going to consider how wide and long and high and deep is the love of God in Jesus. Anybody know the reference? Sword drill? Non-leader? That's Ephesians 3. Uh, We'll talk more about that. And in more fully knowing the love that surpasses knowledge, this love is not something you can get. No one gets there and says, I understand God's love. Here's the outline. We can't get it. It's too big. We may be filled, but as we as we grow in that, as we as we more fully understand it, we may be more filled with the fullness of God. And this is what happens. This is kind of the goal. And this is not something that you're going to get like next semester or next year. Like this is the thing that we're going to be leaning and growing into, whether God gives us ten more years or fifty more years. This idea that as we grow more to understand and experience God's love, we're able to trust Him more confidently in the hard times. Some of you guys are in a really hard time right now. Um, life is sorry. It's awful. Or someone you know is going through it. Uh, or you've maybe come out of it. Or maybe you see something on the horizon and you're like, Oof. But knowing God's love and understanding it more deeply will help you to trust Him more confidently. It's a great 10th Avenue North reference. Those guys talk a lot about that, and it's important. But it also helps you to celebrate Him more richly when things are going great. Because you're able to say, it's not like, hey, this order of circumstances in my life is why everything's better. These, uh, these, you know, Susie finally said yes to go on a date with me. Everything is great. Jesus can come back now. You know, it's not circumstances. It's not your economy. It's not, we won the state title. What was Shalom? It's not your circumstances that, that make your, your happiness. You can actually stop and go, wait a minute. Um, God is giving me this incredible window into His love, into His blessing, into, into Shalom, into joy. Um, because again, God is not something that is just kind of parceled out. It is Him. He's giving you Himself in that moment to celebrate that He gave you that. Um, if, you, if you're really good in sports, I'll, you know, if I, just total tangent, but like if you're a good athlete or you're a good musician or you can really drive a car real fast, um, I don't know why I chose accent there. I'm sorry, that was not intended to. Yeah, that was unfair. Um, uh, most of my racing interactions are in South Carolina go-kart racers, and they do always talk like that. Uh, just keep between the mustard and mayonnaise. Uh, moving on. Um, all this to say, like you need to stop and think about there are a bajillion other kids or people who would love to be able to do what you're doing at the ability you're doing. And God's given you a gift. Now, granted, you didn't pop out of the womb, you know, dribbling a soccer ball like you know, messy. You worked on it, right? But like, if you're good at something, whatever it is, it's a God thing. Um, so that's what we want to be thinking about: is understanding how God's love changes everything. So, <clears throat> if I was really crafty and knew how to work uh, sheets, it would have just said "Think Music, Pop Culture," and then I would have pressed a button, and this would have like popped on the screen. But um, so. Tune your head real quick. We're going to have a little, uh, little, little engage your, you guys verbally here. Um, and if you're not a talker out louder, in-grouper type person, do it in your head. Uh, what are some references to kind of love that we see out you know, in uh, music, movies, whatever, books, whatever, um, that give us kind of examples or vignettes or pictures of love? What do you think? A bunch of love songs. Love songs. Anyone in particular? It's going to be really interesting. If... Modern is an interesting word. Some would say Bon Jovi is modern, but get specific. I know what you want to say. Say her name. Justin Bieber. Yeah, well, Justin Bieber has some some pictures of love. So Taylor Swift was first last time. Justin beat her out quickly this one. But uh, yeah, you know, Taylor's got all her little pictures of what love ought, might, ought to maybe look like. From Love Story to You Belong to Me, or what, is that what it's called? Um, 
uh, lipstick and short skirt. She tries to paint herself as like a yeah yeah yeah. She tries to paint herself as like this like clean cut girl, but she looks kind of like sounds like a street girl. But I digress. Um, I have a love hate with Taylor Swift. She's too much fun to dislike, but too awful to fully embrace. That was from Taylor. She sent that. Like, I'll show you, Mister. I'm in charge of everything. Um, no, uh, literally, she could sell like shoelaces, and they would sell millions, right? But um, she's an amazing cultural phenomenon. So Taylor Swift's a good example, and you guys have ideas in your head there. Uh, what else? That country song. It's like I know what love ain't. Okay. That country song. It knows what love ain't. So yeah, there's there's. A myriad of country songs that describe love in all kinds of ways, right? You know, tractors to boys to girls to you name it, right? Um, sure, yeah. Uh, okay, sometimes love is equated with sexy in various music forms, you know, tractors and those kind of things. Uh, uh, right? Okay. Any movie slash TV show? Maybe there's a... there's. Give me some specific like couples or people or why does the notebook come up? That's like that's like garbage. Okay. The notebook is and again that is an answer to the question. It gives a picture of love. It's like crazy, distorted, and over the top codependent, but it's got problems. Um, but again, it just makes you so dear, right? Like oh my gosh. Um, so right. What else? Who? Ross and Rachel. Ross and Rachel. Friends is trying to make it come back. Frightening. Jim and Pam. Yeah, there we go. We had a Jim and Pam reference last time. Well done. Okay. And then someone quickly followed the Jim and Pam last time with Dwight and Angela. So there's two different pictures of love there. Um, you know, Ron Swanson is love for breakfast and all things bacon. Um, anybody watch... Uh, um, I'm not just trying to get points with uh, with girls, but anybody watch the 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 17 hour Pride and Prejudice BBC movie slash Red Pride? Anybody read Pride and Prejudice? And so yeah, I haven't read it yet to my shame, but like I'm a huge fan of the BBC production of that movie because it's awesome. But uh, yeah, like old English stuff. There's just the, the the amount of like you can like it's it's screaming off the screen. Like whether it's uh, oh what's the other one the um that was really big for a while uh, the Downton Abbey yeah, yeah, and and, and there's another one, Poldark or whatever. Poldark. These like these two characters, they love each other, but because of the culture, they they can't touch or they can't. They have to look at each other across the room, and there's so much passion and like these love each other so much, but like, but they're in different classes or whatever. But like anyway, our hearts are beating. I just want them to break out, you know. Anyway, so. You guys are picturing that. Okay, thankfully, I feel a little encouraged that no one said The Bachelor or Bachelorette. Um, because we all know that is Satan's tool to destroy the world. Um, but in this, seriously, though, like that is built on a premise that you can put people together and create love and some sort of weird... It's not real, people. I'm just saying it's not real, even though it's real. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. Very, very, I mean, it's all over the place. Like, we could go on and on and on, and we could find some pictures and movies and music that are really, really sincere, uh, that, that actually do depict some, some, some things that you would want to emulate. Um, and there's also tons of stuff in music, uh, like, like hip-hop. If you were to say, how, I'll do this, I'll, how do you think hip-hop music, rap music, thinking non-Christian, uh, defines love in its lyrics? Get bold. Thanks. Sex, yeah, if you're either... Drugs. Sex, well, yeah, sort of. Sort of, yeah. Another big one in that... Money, yeah. 
Yeah, stuff, yeah. Absolutely. I have a love-hate with kind of that. The, I love the energy and kind of the, the excitement, kind of the fun that R&B and kind of hip-hop and rap music is. But like as a parent and as I just think about how it is contributing to how all of us can get shaped. Like, I mean, so much of that music is is a love of me, 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 cash money hoes, drugs, bling, ice. Um, that is a song reference. I mean, it's, it's like awful. Like, again, I'm not shaming anyone right now, but like, it is so confusing to me that when women roll around in their cars and they're bumping these songs that basically say, this is my paraphrase, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you, women, I hate you, I hate you, is what all those songs are saying so often. Even though it sounds like they're saying, I love you, I love you, I love you, but they're actually saying, you are trash and I want to abuse you. Um, but that's a whole other story for a whole other lesson. I digress. So just wrestle with that. I'm a father now. I have to wrestle with these things. Um, thankfully, there are a lot of Christians out there producing some better rap and hip-hop, so definitely check those guys out, and I'd love to talk to you more about that. Music, music and movies are a huge thing because they don't just entertain. We think they do, but they are part of art, and art from the beginning of time has always been about change and, and expression and culture and growth and challenging the status quo. Like, no movie has ever been made... I can't say No. Very, 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 very few movies have ever been made where the director or the people who wrote it didn't think that this is going to help change something or influence something. Um, even the silliest of ones. Um, there's things in there that are world-changing. There's a book by a guy named Jamie Smith called You Are What You Love. You guys know this book, anybody? Couldn't occur. I'm pretty sure it's going to be on the book table. Get it, read it. It is accessible. Um, it's small, too. My favorite kind of book. Um, but it talks about how all of us are, are formed by these kind of liturgies, these routines that we do each day. Um, music we listen to, uh, friends we hang out with, all these things, over time, they show, slowly shape us. And if we're not careful, we end up getting shaped by things that we don't act, if we slow down and stop and looked at it, we'll be like, I don't even agree with this. This is awful. Uh, that's why I try to put that category in, in your minds and in my, my own kids. Like, I, we don't like... Anyway, don't go down the road trail. Um, we're okay with listening to stuff that isn't necessarily super Jesus-friendly, but like we have to listen with our eyes and ears open because we have to be able to call death and darkness, death and darkness, and, and light, light. It's just not the same. There's no like, it's okay, this is sort of neutral death. You know, it's like, it is death, you know. Um, so, all this to say, it's influencing you because your hearts, um, our heart, God made us to be worshippers. He made us to be shaped from the heart. This core control factor factory in our hearts. You know, like Inside Out movies, where like picture the little guys there a little bit. It's much better in God's opinion. But all this says, our hearts are, that's how we get hooked. You know, Adam and Eve. They, they saw, they desired, it was good for wisdom. They, they saw it was beautiful. Their, their emotions, their desires were involved there. Everything you think, say, and do comes out of your heart. I'm not talking about the organ that beats, but like when the Bible talks about your heart, it's talking about your, your core. Um, and that's where we are influenced deeply there by everything. So, and that influences the way you understand love. So what I want you guys to do, um, first of all, buy that book and read it. It's really good. Uh, but also, uh, if you got a card, hopefully everybody has a card. Um, I want you on the, on the card that has lines, um, I'm going to give you like 30 seconds. <clears throat> and uh, I want you to write at least three things that answer this question. It's just really kind of quick. You know, like, what do you love? I mean, like, really, really love. Like, so what do you like, like? But like, what do you love? Okay. Um, try to divorce yourself from like saying the right thing or the wrong thing. Just like, one, two, three, go. What do you love? What do you really love? Write down at least three things on your card. Ah. We're going to go much shorter. 15 seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. All right. Three people are going to share, if you're willing.
Um, I did looked up and realized that I kind of I must have lollygagged in there somewhere because we we lost five minutes. Anybody be willing to share one of their things? Yes, in the back. Coffee. What? What? Sleep. Sleep. Interesting. Um, in the back. Sports. Yes. My mom, nature, and wisdom. Awesome. Mother nature, wisdom. Nice. Yes. Your dogs. How many do you have? All the same kind? No. What kind are they? A giant schnauzer. A that? It's like a really long haired dog. Havanese? It's like a normal schnauzer, but it's my dog. It's the one that has like really long hair. And the other one had. Alright, that's called a that's called a punt dog. Alright, um, alright, here we need to we need to. Uh, I, I kicked myself in uh, in the head here. Uh, I dug a hole somehow in there. I was doing great on time, and also it's gone. So I want to get you guys out of here. Uh, you wrote three things that's good. No shame here. We're going to shift gears for a second. Um, flip your card over. This is where we're going to, we're going to lean into the, the deeper level here of what's going on. I want you to take 15, 20, 30 seconds to finish this sentence. I know God loves me, but... I don't want to lead you down any road you don't have to go, but I'm hoping that you'll see that sentence and just do whatever comes, just, just write whatever comes to mind. I know God loves me, but... Okay, obviously this is a little bit more tender, and I would not blame anyone for not wanting to share, but would a couple of you guys be willing to share? I'm going to see if there's any other voices. You're very eager. I appreciate that. We may come back to you. we got three who've already shared. Anybody here has not already shared? Okay, we'll start in the back. All right. Uh, I know God loves me, but I'm full of sin. Okay. I know God loves me, but I'm full of sin. Is there an implication? No. Period. Okay. Thank you. That's awesome. Thank you. That's honest. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I know God loves me, but I don't love myself. Okay. Thank you for that. Very honest. Yes, sir. I know God loves me, but my dad has cancer. Yeah, but why? Yeah, I hear you. Thank you for sharing that. I'm sorry to hear that. Anybody else? Yes. I know God loves me, but I don't deserve it. Okay, yeah, thank you for sharing that. And you guys, what you wrote and what you're thinking, and as you listen, this is when we start realizing that we don't get God's love like maybe we ought. Because everything you guys said is real, it's honest, and it matters. Those are big things to state and they're real questions to ask. And God's love does speak into, I know God loves me, but why is this happening to my dad? Or why is this happening to my uncle? Or why is this happening to me? Um, or why do I feel this way? I mean, this sin can be something that is wrecking your life from your own from your own creating, but it could be something from outside of you, um, another person, another circumstance. We need to understand more of God's love so that we can not have the answer to those things, but so that when we get to that place where we feel like there's some sort of grand canyon between knowing that it's true and experiencing it, knowing that it's true and actually believing that it changes things, that it matters now in the mundane moments, 
of where life is hard or we don't believe things about ourselves. See, there's a passage in the Bible, Zephaniah 3.17, that says some amazing things. I'm just going to read it. Some of you guys are familiar with it. The Lord your God is in your midst. We'll talk more about the context for this tomorrow to get a better understanding. But I want you to hear these really crazy words. Thinking about what we just said. I know God loves me, but the Lord your God is in your midst. That's an amazing statement right there. He's near. He's present with you. A mighty one who will save, not destroy. He will rejoice over you. Woohoo! Like, think about parting over friends with things that you love. Rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you. He will still your, 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 your anger, your sadness, your, your stress, your anxiety. He will quiet you. How? By His love. And that by His love piece is actually something that it draws on each of those phrases. The love piece is, that's the engine that He's going to do these things. He will exult over you with loud singing. We don't say exult, but He will just throw a party over you. He will, he will not stop shouting over you with loud singing. Not kind of humming along as you kind of take a walk with the dog, but like, like full-on bringing the heat with love and song. Why is that not our understanding? It's going to tee us up for tomorrow. I'm going to read a paragraph and then pray and get us out of here. What would it feel like in your heart to know that God not only accepts you, but that He also richly enjoys you. To know that your company is His pleasure, your fellowship His joy, your face His delight. What effect would such a viewpoint have on how you think about God, yourself, and others? How would that belief shape your view of everything? Even how you chart the whole course of the rest of your life. God's love, because God is love, is what it's all about. It is, the, it is a core truth that the more we lean into it, it truly is life-changing. It applies at Tuesday a.m. at 10.10. It applies at your... It's a random time. Somebody's like, why is that? Just pick a random time. Monday at 8.11. Um, mundane moments. Moments of extreme joy. Moments of deep, dark sadness and anger. God is near. He is present. And He loves you. And it changes everything. So y'all, we'll see you guys tomorrow after I pray. We'll check it out. If you're willing, I'd love for you to leave the card. Um, I'm going to pray over those and think about it and let that kind of help steer me a little bit. But if you want to take it with you as a reminder, as a bookmark or whatever, I'm not saying you need to. You know, I'm not grading anything. Whatever. Uh, just stick it on the end of that table as you leave by the dum-dums. Um, uh, no metaphor there, just funny name for candy. Um, and I would appreciate that, but you can take it if you want. Let me pray for us. God, thank you so much that you're a God who um, is okay with us leaning into saying things like, hey, I know you love me, God, but what the heck? Like, why is this going on? Why, why are these things happening in the world, in my world? I know you love me, but I'm a wreck. Uh, how could you love me? You know the things I'm doing. You're a God who's big enough for that and you look down upon us and you smile with tears in your eyes and you say to us over and over in Scripture, my dear one, I love you. Return to me. My dear one, it's alright. I got you. My dear one, fully embrace the finished work of Jesus and my smile will rest upon you only, always, ever, forever. Thank you, Father, for being a God who has not just thrown out a bunch of things for us to do but have, have shouted at us in Scripture from page one to the end that you love your people with a love that we can't even understand. Help us to begin to glimpse that more and more this week and that it would truly be be a a game changer, uh, whether it be a little bit or a whole lot in our lives this week for the rest of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.